0: All right. Hey, wh- welcome. Welcome back to, to the Trending, Trending Podcast. Podcast. Episode Two.
1: Special guest today. Seth fancy? Well, regular guest. Regular guest. Regular guest. You yes. didn't make it. Hey,
0: let's see if we can uh, we can do a slow clap on our on our clap. I'm into I'm into ovation here. Me too. Wait, hold on. Hold on. gonna die. Be, be, seated. be seated. Be seated. Everyone. Be seated. All right. So no ready? pictures. No pictures. Yep. Let's All right, do it.
1: See if we can line it up. Ready. Slow clap. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that guy actually kind of sounds like me on there. That sounded pretty good, actually. Yeah. That was pretty good. There we go. There it is. Welcome Roll back. Applause. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, people. That's for you, people. That's for you. No. That's the favorite part. Listen. <laughs> the app is very fat. disappointed that we're not using <laughs> it anymore. Yes.
0: Seth. Seth, welcome. Excited to be here. So this is your a, first episode. This quite is my
2: the journey episode. to get here, man. It's been quite a journey. Yeah, uh, I was supposed to be in episode one, but my car decided to blow up on the way here. Yeah, so we, I, I don't believe you. The worst. Well, Brent, believe me because I brought a souvenir today. This right here is a piece <laughs> of my engine All right. from last Monday. I shouldn't laugh. And uh, yeah, so uh, blew a hole out of my engine. And man. Uh, Anyways, but you, were, I, you were just redlining the through the, the cobb pass. I was going through the cobb pass. trying and to make records through the cobb pass. cobb
0: pass. It, I was. Did, it, did the cobb so run in, in three parsecs?
1: Under 12 parsecs. <laughs> 12 parsecs? <laughs> I think it was. Is, is Under.
0: That, is that <laughs> how many parsecs the, I'm pretty sure the Millennium Falcon Fulton
1: did the Kessel run? Because they say 14. <laughs> Kessel run in 14 parsecs. Okay. Which was in Solo, by the way. Really? We get to see the uh, the actual Kessel run. Never saw that movie. Really? Is it uh, worth seeing? Definitely. 100%. I okay. bought it. I trust you. It is better. Like it. When I went with low expectations, it was really good. We didn't come okay. here to talk about Star Wars, but we could. it's actually we good. We could probably put in some time. I <laughs> Take some time. I highly recommend Solo. I, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: <laughs> Seth, you and I could talk Patriots. We could. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Did they win or lose uh, a Monday Night Football game? They
2: won last night. They won 25-6. Tom Brady still Buffalo. not retired? Not yet, no. Still going? Nope. No, it's still, still going well. Still going strong. It's the GOAT. He's the goat, man. No question. He's the goat. Absolutely. No question.
0: So. But but how long we actually had, had Tom Brady on episode one of the trending podcast. Yeah, that's uh, right. He was here. Our producer David, who's who's hidden this week. Still I did here. hear
2: Tom Brady was here. But, uh, he was. I yeah. I he was
1: that. so he was was good looking he, he made me he made look us bad, look so. Bad, didn't he? <laughs> He's we had behind a, the screen. Let to had kick time. him yeah. out and get someone that's just
0: slightly better looking than us. Yeah. Okay. No offense. <laughs> you're still no, better looking. Who's your well, celebrity
1: look like, though? Because we established this last time. Brentley, you know, No, DiCaprio. I'm Drew well, Carey. No, no, no. Is that what you said?
0: Uh, it's not what I said. That's what somebody
1: else no, said. No, these are things people have told us. I've, I've been told many times that I look like Drew Carey, especially when I used to have a buzz cut with bangs. It's the dark room glasses. When too. I was in. Yeah. You're just. Yeah. Thicker glasses. Yeah. So yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so people have told me this, and I, I'm not proud of this. But people have said I'm not proud of mine either. Well, because people think I look like I have eyeliner on all the time. It's just my eyelashes oh, okay. are so dark.
0: Sure. The but there Green have been Day? people who have thought
2: it's Rimmel London, isn't it? they thought, no. Is that actually an eyeliner kind? No, I feel like, like, honestly, I feel like honestly, two, actually two people, Chris Pine, Chris Pine. Oh, there you okay, go. That's a good yeah, one. And uh, Adam Lambert. Okay,
0: ah. so <laughs> Adam Lambert. I'm serious. <laughs> Why like does everybody people, else's celebrity look like sexy? I don't know American Idol? Yeah, Mine's it was American Idol. Bad. Adam Lambert. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So awesome. Anyways, good. Adam but,
1: Lambert. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's so good. Uh, back cool. to the
0: trending podcast. We yeah. are here. We go. Uh, as first first episode was <laughs> a lot of fun. Had a lot of good feedback. It was. Yeah. Lots it of went views. Well. Lots of views. Um, people enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. And it was it was good. So it's oh, uh, awesome. just another way to have a little more discussion and conversation surrounding some of the things we're talking about at King's exactly, Church in yeah. this season during our series, and uh, you know, Seth and King's Church Halifax been tracking along. I've, I've, I'm heading there, doing a few myself. A Seth's weeks. been doing some. Seth's yeah. going to be uh, been been with us as well, so it's going to be really cool. Yeah, awesome. It's been a yeah. good. Uh, so we want to talk today about some of the stuff we've been talking about though. So when this podcast drops, uh, yeah. we'll have covered. Uh, conversations surrounding um, you know politics. We talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. Culture um, wars. Culture, culture wars. Culture yep. yep. Whose side are you on? That's Right. And then Seth, you brought been... a message to us just about justice and you know God's heart for the oppressed, yep. uh, equality. That whole conversation. It's that's very conversation. very mm. hot in uh, in our culture. And so figured we could have a little more dialogue about that today. Yeah, let's do it. You know. Not just give our opinion, but maybe some some uh, biblical opinion on some of these things. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, why don't we jump first into what we did the longest ago? Yep. Kind of get back on Let's on track one. with the conversation surrounding the culture wars. Yeah. Um. We talked about you know, are we left or are we right? Mm. Are we Team Trump or Team Trudeau? Who should we vote yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. Are we all that good Which stuff. community are we part of? That's you right. Know? Are we? Pro- yeah, yeah, what team are we straight pride? Man, that's still blowing up in the news. It the is. pride thing? Right, it is. We that saw that in
2: Nova Scotia. From good old. Did Chipman. You? That's national, isn't it? Is he on national? Chipman. Chipman. Chipman run no run it wouldn't surprise me. Unbelievable. For the first yeah. time <laughs> ever. Probably <laughs> <laughs>
0: first. Not yeah. the reason you so want to This be was in probably all staged. Just yeah, to get Chipman yeah, on maybe, the map. That's maybe true. it was. Maybe it was this conspiracy. Like they were actually, Guaranteed <laughs> way to get attention. It actually wasn't the dumbest thing ever to do. It was the smartest thing. And like, right. you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make a straight pride flag. People are gonna accuse us of being really ignorant and insensitive. <laughs> but don't know where we are. We're just gonna put
1: Chipman on the map. We're not son. giving Chipman nights enough credit, could've I don't been, think. Could've been <laughs> If you're
0: watching from Chipman, we love you. We do. Chipmaniacs. We, you know, if you're the yes. guy who hung the straight pride flag...
1: We love you too, uh, man.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We, do. we think yeah. uh, that was a dumb move but, uh, <laughs> right.
1: You don't condone your actions. No, no, yeah. I'm just not for any, any
0: pride flags, you know, no. like I think pride is probably a big problem exactly. G- generally true. by how I see the Bible. That's yeah. right. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Stop it um, with the pride stuff. But yeah, anyway, pride. yeah. So po- politics, culture wars. Yeah. We had an awesome talk with, about this we did. with our uh, our message we had here with Brent. And uh, yeah, so I think the biggest thing for people that when we're coming out of a, a conversation like that, right, is so we, we talk about. You know, how I remember you specifically said, Brent, like that we don't have like a, a party. Like, our goal shouldn't be to say, you know, which party am I a part of? And like, that's how I find my identity. Like, that we have, and you use specific language as saying, like, we have one king and that's Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, every decision we make, like political, otherwise, voting, like that's all informed by, again, the Bible and our relationship with Jesus and what he means to us. Right. Yeah. Um, now, someone had a question, I think, out of that that was really good. That was okay. So if if we say that and it's like you know that we're our, our king is Jesus and yep. he is you know our source of everything and he's where we find our identity like we're for we, the kingdom exactly yeah, yeah like yep. that's I'm I'm a member of the kingdom of heaven I'm not worried about being Canadian or American or mm-hmm. if I voted for Trump or Trudeau or for Gallant or for Higgs or any of that right so but then does does someone who come to that conclusion to say okay well i just won't worry about things like that at all like i won't even ever consider like trump or trudeau or politics or who i vote for like right. can can a christian be in politics Right, if we're members of the kingdom of heaven, okay. like what if, what if a Christian felt called to, you know, be a public servant or whatever and serve in politics like
0: So they're kinda of asking like, you know, based on that, it's probably easy to run with what I said and just kind of maybe excuse yourself entirely from the political discussion. Yeah. Like, right. hey, well I just don't care about you know, kingdoms of this world And people do that. Yeah. yeah so maybe Quite a where, bit. Where, where, where should we land on, you know, what does it mean to be a citizen of heaven who's a citizen of Canada? Right. Yeah. Or a citizen of Halifax or a citizen mm. of Saint John. What is that what does that totally. look like? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's and great. and how
1: do we how do we walk that line, right? Because it is it is a balance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'll,
0: I'll start in there. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest the biggest thing is I don't think being a Christian excuses us from making an impact or an input or being participants in the culture we live, but I think it actually requires us to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think we have the uh, the the luxury is not the word, but maybe like the excuse to just say, "Well, I'm just waiting until Jesus comes back and mm. I'm saved, and you mm. know my hope's not here; it's in heaven." Which right. I think those things are true, but
1: I think actually, if you believe... escapism, yeah, escapism, like yeah, right? like, this whole I'm just idea waiting to escape this just, world, and this horrible you know, life, so I can go be in heaven with the rapture's Jesus. coming, yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't,
0: nothing, nothing matters. I think that's the actual opposite of what Jesus prayed about. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. As a believer. My job is to exhaust every opportunity and resource I have to mm-hmm. see that the kingdom of heaven, the influence and culture of heaven breaks in in the here and now.
1: Now. So, yeah. Like so I today. can do yeah. that through
0: how I vote. That's right. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. that not that one party is going to right. perfectly yeah. capture the culture of heaven, but my job as a believer is to say, okay, I've, I have the opportunity to cast a vote. Yeah. Which, right. if I cast my vote, which party or which politician is going to... You know, maybe, maybe open the broadest channel for kingdom values to flow through. That's right. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think it actually requires us to, to be participants in, in the culture. That's right.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I, I really feel like, you know, as you're, you're talking, I was thinking of like what uh, God says to the people in, of Israel when they're in Babylon, like they're, they get, you know, exiled there. And what does he say? He says, seek the welfare of the city. Right. Like actually, when you are when you're blessing this place and they they do well, you're going to do well. Yeah, right. And so, the political party or the king of Babylon became the mechanism in which God was going to do work through. Right. And yeah. so, I, I yeah, I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that. I, I really feel like it, it like we have a responsibility to that mm. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Again, though, um, we don't fit yeah. at all well. Like like we we made a. Uh, I know in the message uh you know as Brent was preaching here I was preaching in Halifax like we made that distinction that there are going to be some things that yeah we're going to agree with on the right and on the left and there are things we're going to disagree on both sides yeah. we just don't fit yeah. right yeah. and I think
0: and, and you shouldn't like, Yeah, you if shouldn't you find, fit. if you find you fit nice neat and cozy into one kind of political system right right oh, if I it's not found it. yeah like i mean no, I, I don't think happen. i don't think it exists no. in in human institutions i, right. I really don't so yeah. we again i said i think we said it like You know, we follow a someone, not a system. System. That's right. Person, not a party. That's right. And and it takes the shape of a person, not not a platform. Right. right? And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's so so crucial. Though I think it's it's actually biblical error to read like Revelation, like it talks in First Thessalonians about like the rapture. Which, again, we could have a conversation about the rapture. I mean, there's been a lot made about that. <laughs> the whole episode. So for yeah. those of you who are new to this, like the rapture, there's a lot of Christians who have a whole big exhaustive theology about how when Jesus returns, he's going to kind of catch everybody up and we're going to disappear. There's there's movies that have been made about it. We're going to leave clothes and series. dental fillings <laughs> um, laying that, around everywhere. Yeah, which, which, again, I'm not saying the rapture doesn't happen, but I am saying what a lot of people assume is going to happen is actually more kind of Christian fiction and people mm-hmm. have drawn conclusions that just aren't in the bible right mm-hmm. right like even that thing in first thessalonians where it talks about being caught up like that's actually imagery of the victory of jesus more than it is the literal thing that's going to happen right. will that happen i don't know maybe right but that's not the point what paul's trying to say but anyway i think it's biblical error to actually pull from that and say you know well this whole world's gonna go to hell in a handbasket anyway, and so it's about gonna it. get a whole lot right. darker before it gets better. Right. I don't actually think that's what it says. Like, I think, again, there's gonna be troubles. We've talked about that. But I think as believers, we're the ones that actually champion, mm. like, optimism, and that, no, we have hope, and actually, there is yeah. a power, and actually, there is truth, and actually, there is justice, and there is a government that that's works, right. and all those things. Mm. I think we're the ones that champion that whole yeah. that whole perspective that says, no, things don't have to get worse.
2: Yeah. And I and I think too mm. we've come a long ways in history, as well. I mean, when you when you consider like what the early Christians were up against, too, um, you know, with parties and powers over them and 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 whatnot, it was a much like a lot of people make an argument against the Bible, say, well, the, it's not the same back then as it was today. In many ways, you can make a case it was worse. Right. And oh, so yeah. we've actually they come say a long we have a worse off today. Yeah. Like in our yeah. Culture, not yeah. At, at all. It's hard. Not even close. And so I think not I think. You know we 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 are very much influenced too by media and about you know what what we're being fed i guess through through you know television stations and Mm -hmm. newspapers and stuff and we got to be on the side that there's actually a lot of good happening in the world around us god is doing some amazing things across the planet you know and i think you know um yeah to be objective like
0: it's super easy to get kind of caught up in, in the negative news yeah. news cycle, right? Like that you know, for our people at King's Church, like just it, it, if you don't know this, like what you watch on the news, like that that is a business. It's true. Right? Like CNN is a business. What gets the heads, NBC yeah. what is gets a the business. Clicks. Fox is a business. Yeah. And they are they're they're selling a product hmm. and you are paying for it with your attention. Right, and so Mm -hmm. they are trying to serve that in a way, what they value is not ultimately getting you the news, primarily they value getting your attention. Mm -hmm. If they can get you the news in that, that's great. So you gotta know like their values alone lend it towards sensationalizing things. Mm Towards catering the you know the headlines in a way that's going to grab your attention. It's going to be clickbait. You know, you won't believe what happens next. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the world we it in. every time. Damn it! <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, I got to know what <laughs> happens. It's hard not to. It yeah, is. Yeah, girl walks by a cliff. You won't believe what happens next. You know, like yeah. But like you, you watch CNN. Yeah. You know, even just their regular the regular ticker on the bottom mm. that's got yeah. like the headline. It's in. Bright red, like crisis mode. Everything's a crisis. And it could say like nine-year-old bakes cookies for grandma, but it's like, "Ah," you know, (laughs) like everything is over the top. And that's actually created uh, a world, I think, where a lot of us assume that things are a lot worse than they actually are. Yeah. I think I think mm-hmm. we actually think that things are more intense than they are again there are there are a lot of terrible things happening in the world yep, absolutely like, Let's not sure. let's not play
1: but I think it's fair to say they always they always have been right that it's right. not that it's yeah. not that we're at a more savage point in culture and in history than we ever have been and there's more bad things happening. It's like no those things have been happening right all along all like along. some things absolutely a lot worse and more heinous things used to happen in the past that we've sort of moved on from and improved on right. as a culture yeah, right. and as people. Like you could almost say we're closer to the kingdom of heaven now than we have been at past points in history. Right, right. right. But yeah. it's all about what you choose, what you choose to pay attention to what's happening in the world. Like yeah. you can search for good and for beauty and like images of God all around us and you can find them if that's what mm-hmm. you're looking for yeah. or you can find the opposite. Yeah, I, th-
0: I think that's I think it's more about like it's not saying that there's not good things or bad things happen. I think the point is like where Paul says. I forget what scripture it is, like, whatever is whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is lovely, whatever mm. is true, whatever mm. is good, think on these things. That's right. Like, we need to not be the people who allow, you know, negativity and scarcity right. and fear mongering and all those things to really be the air we breathe. Like, we got to start, you know, breathe in the air of heaven, breathe in the victory mm. of Jesus, bring mm-hmm. in optimism yeah. in every single day. Uh, a friend of mine actually sent me a link. Uh, he works for like an investment company, and he sent me a link to a study that was done. Let's see if I can find it here. And uh, in the study, I
1: like studies. They mm.
0: interviewed they interviewed a bunch of people, uh, and the whole thing is like things are always bad, or so you might believe. And like these are talking about investors, hmm. and uh, like they interviewed a bunch of people to try to get their perceptions. And so, like, so question one one wasn't ask you this because it doesn't doesn't say the answer. Like. OK. You know, how many of I'm the world's one year old children today do you think have been vaccinated against some disease in the world? Do you think it's 20 percent of kids have had access to vaccine, 50 percent or 80 percent? How many kids on
1: planet
2: Earth? do you, you think? I think
1: my initial response would have been 20. But I feel like now because we're being asked this question, it must be higher. So I'm going to say 50.
2: I was I was thinking 50 from the start. Yeah, absolutely. My initial yeah. response
1: would have been 20, though. The yeah. answer
2: is 80. Wow. wow.
1: Yeah. So,
2: 80% of Man. children in the world have
0: access to right. incredible to vaccines. Wow. You know. So now you know the the, the point of the study. Right. You know. So, uh, you know, in all low-income countries across the world today, how many girls finish primary school? Is it 20%, 40%, or 60%? Again, everybody in the study guessed 20%. Right. Well. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot of poverty in the world, and, there, and that there is. Right. But again, it was 60%. It was like no, it was way higher than everybody thought because the narrative you get is well, everybody's in poverty and everything's Mm. falling apart and everybody's mad. Mm. That's not actually true. Right. Um, Of the world population, what percentage lives in low-income countries? If you take a guess, of all the people that live in the world, how many? What percent of people live in low-income countries?
1: Dang,
2: that's a tough. That's a tough one.
1: Uh, I've heard though, like we're in the one percent. Here, like all of us, everybody around this table, probably everybody watching this podcast, if you've got or access to it, yeah, you got a car, you got a roof over your head, you've got plumbing, yep. you're in the top one percent of the world, right? Yeah. So You'd probably push
2: Europe in that too. I'm, I'm imagine. Yeah. So low income. What percentage of the world? Take a stab.
1: Seventy five percent live in low income. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good estimate. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm gonna be. I it's gonna be lower. I, than think, what I think I think I think it's. Yeah, I mean now we know. I want to go higher, right? But I actually think it's gonna. I'm gonna say seventy. Yeah, I'm gonna go five percent lower.
0: So, uh, the average person guessed fifty-nine percent of the world's population lives in low-income countries. It's nine percent of the world's population wow. lives in low-income countries. That's incredible. Wow. So again, it's a problem. That that's, I don't, ex- don't, that's Don't hear low. me say yeah. that. That's not a problem. No, that, we should never 9%. worry about that again. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying that. I am saying think how much you you are trained yeah, to focus true. on certain things. Like, it's, it's telling true. our
2: answers. Yeah, it is. Right? Like,
0: you are mm. preconditioned to think based on everything That's you right. read and hear that things yeah. are way worse than mm. they actually are. Yeah. I think it's one of the things, like, I know, I know a lot of people don't like him, but uh, Jordan Peterson keeps saying, he's like, hey, pump the brakes. Yeah. Actually, in, in human history, you know, civilization, although it's not perfect, it <laughs> has its warts and issues. Is better than it's ever been. Like That's poverty true. is actually lower than it has ever been in yeah. the history of of civilization. Right. Yeah, you know, like there are yeah. some good good things that are happening. There are. That's important. Yeah. I think they they go on in their study and they talk about like, uh, you know, the stock market, and you know this this is it since uh, since the since the crash in 09. you know they asked how many people do you think or like do you think that the stock market is up since 09 or do you think it's kind of flat or gone down. And most people said flat or gone down, and it's actually up to two hundred three percent. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Wow. so like that's 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 an example though of how right, you know, we it's so easy for our right. minds to get caught. So like up we see all.
1: everything through a, a filter of, of negativity. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So I think I think then it's we don't super important as Christians though to be the first ones to pop up and say, okay, I'm just not gonna make my you know my assumption. Yes. Um, that thing that this is true or that that's bad. Yeah. Mm. Um. I think we need to be the ones that look for the good in things. Exactly. Like celebrate what's celebra- yeah. celebratory. Yeah. I think know, we'd all yeah. go
1: on the record to say like that we're not saying that there aren't issues and we don't have oh, to worry like, about the issues. Right. Like Nobody try and like pick us into that corner because that's not what we're saying, well, but right. we are saying that there's so many good things that we can that's celebrate right. about yes, the world. Yes, right? Stay like,
0: tuned because we're going to talk about justice in just a minute. Exactly. Oh, just,
1: a we'll be right back after these words. Yeah. From... So don't turn us off right now <laughs> and say, yet. man, those guys don't care about people because but just But just,
2: just to kind of maybe finish off that topic, like um, the, uh, the idea that we are so readily influenced by the media around us, like media is a platform, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, don't you feel that like we as the church have an opportunity to redeem that platform in a sense like to share from the church from us mm. positive stories like that's testimony mm-hmm. right to see uh... to see that uh... be able to influence from the church in back into the culture in a sense mm. using that very platform uh, the reason i bring that up is interesting because in halifax we had a guy come uh... from a from a local newspaper want to do an article article on king's church halifax well really on king's church um, yeah. And I uh, awesome. was really intrigued by churches, just some churches, you know, uh, growing up and and uh, being built when so many are shutting down in our region. Right. And so uh, and one of the things he noted that I thought was really interesting and telling was our social media presence as a church. Hmm. And he said, you guys are doing things as a church that we're, we don't see from churches. And he goes, I really I really appreciate the positive vibe is what he said mm. that, that is coming from your media. And so I thought, wow, what a, what a cool opportunity, you know, cause there's more people watching than we might think yeah, even, that's... um, to really share, you know, stories that are really, really good news, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. about Jesus and about the gospel. And so, um, I think we have an opportunity in this day, We do. We have a right?
0: huge opportunity. Like if you think, so if we take this conversation to the right. media like if they're selling bad news. Right. Like and that's the that is constant that's yeah. the constant barrage of information, a lot of it's that's their it's quick either bait. bad news or if, even marketing. Yeah. A lot of marketing is here's what you need because of, you know, you don't have this. Right. You lack this. Yes. That sucks. Yep. If you had this, things would be better. That's right. Right? Like what an opportunity for the gospel where you're like Absolutely. this is like no strings attached yeah. good news where you can come and receive You know that which
2: you (laughs) did not pay for it was it was interesting he goes why do you why do you guys use social media and i said well you use it for your message and we want to use it for our message and we believe our message is good news and he was just kind (laughs) of taken back by that he's Hmm. like oh yeah i never thought of that and so i think we have a real opportunity in our day as a church to to really uh you know speak and be you know forthright about the gospel in our day i think people are hungry for that so To be
0: people like who that. celebrate what's cel- what's worth celebrating, yeah. but also, I don't I don't want to be the type of person that just smiles and nods and affirms things right. that need to be condemned. That's right. Right. So what yeah. what does it look like then to navigate? Because this is a question here. You know, as Christians, you know, what should we celebrate? What should we celebrate? You know, about leaders like President Trump mm-hmm. or president or Prime Minister. Trudeau, you have
1: pretty the two wide flawless yes, pretty people on the planet. No one has any issues with that spectrum <laughs> of personality
0: and politics. You know yeah. what's what's worth celebrating? Like how do we be people who celebrate that especially if like you're a person whose politics differ so much? Like, you know, both those guys in different ways for right. me. I'll be honest. Um with both of those guys, there's a lot of things that immediately chafe me and i honestly don't look for things to celebrate first i look for things Mm -hmm. to criticize Mm -hmm. that's right yeah and i think i think that's part of the dysfunction in the culture even now Is like this whole system's built on tearing down the the leader who's at the top and stuff actually the bible tells us not to do that that's right yeah the bible tells us actually to to pray for and 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 submit and honor elected officials and people who god's put over you yeah Mm -hmm. but what yeah what does that look like what like let me let me flip it on you guys yeah what can you celebrate about Trump? <laughs>
1: wow. What, yeah. What, what, what's, what's it look like to honor Donald Trump as the president of the United States? Right? Or, or Justin yeah, Trudeau. I'm, yeah. yeah, Or Justin Trudeau as the a, as a prime minister of Canada. I'm married to an American, so I can speak to the Trump thing a little bit. And you probably can, too. Yeah. You're, and you're, I'm from
2: the States. I yeah. grew up in the States. Right. Yeah. So. America. America. That's right. You live in, you live in Alabama. I did. I Roll lived in Alabama. Tide. And You want to talk about separation and lines, man? <laughs> <laughs> Down there, it's a. You have to have a mega hat, don't you, to live in Alabama? You do. Like you red, you, you make have American to have a have to, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. mega. Yeah, yeah. You, mega. It's, it, it's, uh, it's a requirement. Down there, you yeah. know. So if, if someone Anyways, wants to get me a MAGA hat, we I, can get I you one. one. We can get you one. one. I would yeah. Wear that. There's a there's a guy at our church named Jock Hiltz. He gets them for free. So really? we'll get you one really? yeah. for free? He's got one in his huh. uh, red pickup. He just bought 1989 nice. red pickup. Wow. Okay. Puts his MAGA that, hat in front. That tends to. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah, seems yeah, to fit. So. We know
1: where Jock's politics lie. We right? do. So, we, so. we do. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Trump. He like he goes after what he believes in. Like yeah. he's not, he's not worried about he's, yeah. critics, let's say, right? Yeah, like he's, he's just, no. he's got like, I can respect that yeah. about, about anybody who says, yeah. no, whether or not I'm right, like this is what I believe and this mm-hmm. is what I'm going after. So I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to do it. And you know, if people have an issue with that, then they can have an issue with it, yeah. but I'm going to pursue this like yeah. pretty relentlessly.
0: I think it's super important too, on the Trump conversation yeah. for Christians, especially Christians in the north. Um, to not get caught up in, again, the media spin of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's way too easy to just, you know, get pulled into that. Trump's dumb. You know, like the dude is not
1: dumb. He's not dumb. No, he's Are not. you freaking kidding me? He's orchestrated no. this. Like, he's orchestrated no. his way he's into some, the Oval can call Office. Him some things,
0: but the guy's not. He's not an idiot. He's Likes been not.
1: planning this for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. just
0: don't not don't get caught up in yeah. something that actually makes you sound more ignorant. Than than it's true. not right, and yeah. I think there are a lot of things like if you know, you know, I, I've got some Christian friends that are. I, I actually know one pastor who's really close, who knows Trump, and it's, and it's like mm-hmm. he's in the inn. and he'd be the first to say, you know, this guy is not somebody who we're holding out there as a model of what it means to be a Christian mm-hmm. by any means. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude's got issues. Period. Yeah. Like right. he's not the nicest human being that's ever lived, mm-hmm. and. However, I think there's a bunch of people in the states, especially, like Christians in the states, and this is why I think a lot of the Christian right are so supportive of him is that, you know, back to that kingdom hat thing, you know, he is opening a wide gate for Christian values to have a place it's true in the government, yeah. right? And I think yeah. that's why so many Christians are...
1: And wider than it has been in in quite a while
0: like like the whole like even on the supreme court and stuff you've got you've got more people who are pro pro pro-life than ever before and Mm -hmm. that matters to christians Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't i would think it should um you have you have so again it's that people are behind him not because he's a great example of what it means to be human or as a nice person or a good husband or any of those things in fact they'd be the first i think to say yeah not so much yeah but when it comes to what's What is he allowing happen in the country as far as governance goes? There's a lot of things about it that are really, really great. Like, Mm. there's a lot of things and I I, love it. Yeah, I I think I
2: think I think the latest uh, job, you know, numbers is that there's more jobs now than there has been in the last four or five years, even since Trump's taken office. Mm -hmm. I I,
0: see I love I love some of the Christian values that are getting in. And Trump going to celebrate some things. I love that. Yeah. I also love that he has absolutely thrown the the media mm-hmm. and the kind of the political spirit mm-hmm. into a complete frenzy and tailspin. Right. Like, I love that. he, like I said one, that
1: the first day when Trump would way like I was living in the U.S. when he first announced that he was going to run. Okay, right. And I remember saying on that day what a horrible disaster that would be. But I looked at like my wife and some friends we were with and I was like I and again like not saying that I couldn't vote anyway because I was Canadian. But I was like, I remember looking around and just saying, you know what? Like, it was still a joke back then. But I was like, I hope he gets it just because yes. yeah. it would blow up the entire Absolutely. system. Yeah. It would never be it the would. same. I remember watching CNN. And then to all of our shock and awe, it actually happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching the news yeah. that night. And again, they, the media outlets were still doing their thing. Yeah. And there's there's yeah. no way, yeah. no possible way. It can't happen. And then That's just right. watching, like, the yeah. whole system just begin to erode yeah. and then implode. Well, you, you saw, like, people on live air who
2: couldn't talk. They were speechless. Yeah, and, and they, they,
0: their bias was completely out there too yeah. like I remember watching CNN. Right, that's yeah. what became evident. CNN that's when it said, became right, evident. Oh, we still have hope. What do you mean? We still have hope? Aren't you the news? Yeah, aren't right. you like yeah. nonpartisan? It's supposed yeah. to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so like I loved that about it. That it, again, it exposed I back to too. that conversation we just had about how conditioned we are by the media. Yep. Mm-hmm. it exposed that okay, America mm-hmm. is not in alignment on on what governance looks like and. This isn't a. This isn't. Uh, you know, Hillary Clinton's not walking away with this. That's right. right. And it was know? the like, first.
1: It was the biggest step, I think, outside of that like media culture and that sort of frame and box that w- that we've placed ourselves in. Yeah. And that almost like the media has corralled us into. Yeah. It was the first biggest like step and break break away from that that I've seen, like in culture in a long time. Right. Again. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that that like I'm not supporting him as a person, but I'm just saying like that that yeah. people showed that they could think outside of what the media was right. saying.
0: It was a wake-up call and it was And yeah. that's a good thing sometimes yeah. I think. So I celebrate um, that. I yeah, think the absolutely. thing I think the thing I struggle with Trump on is you know the, I I don't like that the way maybe he has been lumped in with the Christian community um, from a again it's very hard to separate someone's you know personal uh, morality and personality Mm -hmm. from their politics. And maybe you can't even do that. And so that has complicated. I get why people are so in opposition. Like how can you support someone who says that kind of thing about a woman or who, Mm. you know, has these affairs and no one cares. And I think, you know, that I struggle with. I also struggle with just like, he is not helping by any means, just the, uh, the culture wars, Mm like in like in the, like I think he has oh, an opportunity to pump too. the brakes on just the back and forth and the targeting and stuff. Like, dude, you're in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of that just really just small kind of. Yeah. He on used Twitter. the culture wars to get he did. Yeah, and now but now he needs to let that go. That's right. right? right like right, and I yeah. feel like he's just you're making it worse. You're stirring the pot still. You don't need mm, to like yeah. just lead and govern and get off Twitter. Like, get right, off yeah. Twitter. Get yeah. off. I, I really and now it takes some self
1: control and some wisdom yeah, that I'm not sure he has. at this point so i i feel like if i I can capture
0: it this way i know we need to move on but this stuff's super interesting to me yeah i think trump getting into presidency is a symptom of where you know america was at in that point in time but now i feel like he he's not just a symptom but some of the things that he's doing is actually creating more dysfunction Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like in the in in how he's handling himself
2: yeah
0: again i think he's done great things from a political governing standpoint yeah but in that kind of just that social media, yeah, that political warfare, the left and the right and yeah. the extreme leftists and the right wing yeah. fanatics and like, and he's just throwing fuel on that fire. And I wish, mm. I wish he wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, even within their own, you know, even in the Republican party, even like the one he represents, there's just so many factions. And, yeah. I mean, we hear stories all the time, whether they're true or not about the different lines, even inside the White House itself, right? And so.
1: You know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in future elections just because <clears throat> of this one yeah. like Absolutely. monumental shift that seemed to have happened. It was there, big. Right? Yeah, was here's big. here's something I say too to a lot of Christians and a lot of people that like talk like, is it possible for Trump being as as much of a mess as he is on a personal level? Right, like the, the words like "burning pile of garbage" have been used to describe him by people I know. Like just because of his actions. Is it possible we put for like
0: a little thing underneath that? These do not reflect the opinions of King's
1: church. Yeah, exactly. I would exactly. not call that. I would not yeah. say that. Right. About him, I'm just saying yeah. these, these are things that yeah, people, people say about Trump. Right. Too, and so yeah. when people that have that, that have that stance, talk to me about him and say like, how could anything good come of that? I also, again, like if we're looking at the Bible and building their lives on the Bible, I look at a lot of the things that happened in the Bible and a lot of them happened through Jacked up individuals. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. So, is it possible for me to look at and say someone who is messed up and has a lot of issues and does a lot of things wrong could be used to accomplish something that could further the kingdom of God and yeah. God could actually orchestrate yeah. that to bring good into the world? Yeah. 110%, because yeah, right. I've seen it happen time and time. Like, I'm talking about, like, living my life on the Bible and that happens yeah. so many times. That's right. I pump the, the brakes
0: right? on the God is gonna restore the world through America. I think yeah. that I, I, oh, I, totally. I'm definitely not there, but I am there on the I do believe God is using God is work at work in this. Right. Yeah. Well Again. it goes back
1: to show like like some like Christians like I don't think it's easy for Christians to look at, at the individual and say like yeah we could like that's that's what Christians should be like. But we could celebrate the fact that some opportunities and doors have been open for us that haven't been in a long time. Right. Like totally. That, that's ha- like that. That's a godsend. That's yeah, a gift from absolutely. God. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's what I'm saying. Where I like agree. he's going to work and God's will is going to be done. and He's going to make it happen. Doesn't matter who's in the office at that's the right. end of the day. Right. Yeah. Like there's always there's always hope for us. Yeah. That's right. Like, we don't need to look at anybody who's in the office, whether it would have been Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, yeah. and say, "Oh, we're we're toast now." Like yeah. it can't it can't happen. Like like
0: I think it's super interesting you know. if you look at. Donald Trump and you look at Justin Trudeau and you like you have not only two so similar po- two political bosom buddies <laughs> two like political minds like that are very different like you have one that's quite conservative and one that's quite liberal right. yeah. yeah but you also have like a picture of you know Trump has zero bedside manner <laughs> Right, but the maybe the results he's getting, you know, if you can sift through some of the stuff, are aren't so bad. Aren't so bad, no. um, And then you have maybe Trudeau, Political who's a lot smoother, um, but maybe he's not getting the same results. That's I mean, right. I'm actually to see the next election in Canada, just to see what where we're at on that. Both but
1: countries are a very interesting, very interesting place. Yeah. Super interesting. You know,
0: I you know to celebrate Trudeau, let's celebrate Justin Trudeau. Yeah. I mean, uh
1: he's got great hair he does <laughs> he's got great hair he's definitely the better looking of the two uh he is. by leaders far, right by now. far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't see too many yeah. shirtless yeah. photos of Trump floating around on on the yeah. Internet. I, I, don't, I don't think we'd want that. I don't agree, agree with uh,
0: a lot of his a lot of his politics. <laughs> I don't agree with. Um, yep. But, you know, I can champion diversity. I can champion immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, back to the immigration thing, I think there's conversations to have around that yeah. as well. Like what yep. safe immigration look like? And yeah, he's a really complex favorite favorite thing I read all year. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. Uh, I think it's worth checking yep. out. Yeah, um, that's a great book. Don't, yeah. don't believe the hype about what you read about this guy. Like, read his book and then make an opinion. Yeah, everybody
1: um, watching this needs to come to the conclusion that you need to form your own opinions about right. everything in life. Really, like yeah, you don't take yeah. like don't even take yeah, our opinions. That's like, right. Like you, you go research. Like we're talking about something, you yeah. research it and decide what you think for yeah. yourself and look beyond just what CNN says. That's this right. might
0: be a good mic drop thing or we Fox move on to another conversation. But I love that Jordan Peterson said like in his book, he talks about like one of his chapters and one of the rules is like clean up your room. Yeah. He talks yeah. about this like we have we live in this world where you've got, everyone has an opinion and they're actually making a, like broad opinions on highly complex, multifaceted, multi-layered socioeconomic mm. systems. And like he's like a lot, like he's like, he's talking about his students at, at his university. He's mm-hmm. like, I have these students that can't even clean their rooms and they're talking about how to fix congress and how to fix you know a whole country and he's like let's start with you take a shower right. <laughs> and let's start with Regularly. you cleaning up your world yes before you start yeah. fixing these very complicated yeah. systems right like that's one thing that i think as christians as well is i think we should pray for our leaders they have impossible jobs so like true. whether it's trudeau or trump it, it they have Thankless, oh, 100%.
1: impossible Yo. jobs. It's true. And Like put me in that office tomorrow, right? And there would be plenty of people that would love me and plenty of people that would hate yeah, me. Absolutely. Like, like, 100%. I mean, I,
0: we have such a small, you know, we've got a few thousand people that call King's Church home. And I, even as that's grown, I've seen the complexity of meeting the needs of... You know it's congregation person 17 yep. and congregation person 1833 mm-hmm. yep. like they all have different needs and to standardize you know governance that meets them where they're at it is complicated it is yep. not as yeah. simple as one size fits all and Man. i think as christians we need to be ones who extend grace and understanding and prayer and support yeah speak truth we don't have to say we like how they're doing things Mm, we don't have to say they're great people even right but we should not be the people that just rip rip them apart all the time and tear down like you pray for the man so yeah clean your room that's a
1: good you worry about your you worry about your kingdom too right that's right Right. that's a good word i like that a lot yeah in our little corners of the kingdom our little pieces of the world that we're called to be in like like, we're called to clean those up as we go. right? Yeah, like absolutely. There, like the, the areas around us as followers of Jesus, like, should be improved because we're there. That's right. Yeah. If yeah. we're living the way that, like, Jesus, like, that's why he's calling us to live that way. Yeah. That's right. Like, think, it brings hope into the world in yeah. places where they're not going to find it anywhere else.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think, too, like, you, you tend the garden of your life, yeah. you know, and I think as you steward your life, God begins to open more to opportunities of influence mm-hmm. for you to speak into other things. I think there's, you know, like there's something to be said about uh, the person who, you know, you're you're an internet troll and you're just ripping all the time. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian internet troll, you need to actually ask yourself the question, like, okay, if God's not actually giving me an opportunity to speak into these things, then I should probably just stop, shut up. Yeah, right. You know, just like and, and start yeah. like working on myself and my little, my little kingdom. That's right. You know, yeah. and then... We'll see if God opens doors, yeah. you know, for, for me to have more influence. That's Absolutely. an interesting
1: conversation right there. Is like the people that get those platforms to speak, are they the ones who are actively seeking it and wanting it, right? Like if you if you feel like you have to work for your platform to get it, you're yeah. probably not supposed to I have think, it.
0: I think I think there are there are career politicians. Yeah. I, you know, and I think I think it would be hard to be a Christian career politician. Mm-hmm. I think there are some and some who've done it well. Mm-hmm. Um yep. but it would be very difficult. Very yeah. tricky. Um I think as a believer, though, like I, like again, I have a, I, I'm in connection with a friend who, uh, he's, he's in the, the White House inn as a event, as a pastor. He's a mm-hmm. pastor, he's a famous pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he would be the first to say, look, I didn't go looking for this. Mm. Um, God opened a door. That's right. right. And I felt responsible to walk through it. Yes. That was like, uh, I don't know if you saw. But he uh, wasn't
1: begging for an invitation. Not at all. You know, exactly. but I think
0: as believers, we yeah. are obligated to, if the Lord opens a door for us to speak into, That's right. we, That's speak, it. we speak it in. Yep. I, I saw not too long ago, I know we need to move on, but I could geek out on this stuff. Yeah. I saw not too long ago. Uh, there's a pastor in South Carolina, John Gray. Oh, I saw mm-hmm. that. Remember him? He yeah. had a, he had a reality show. Yes. Fantastic yep. pre- uh, preacher. Very. I good. I follow him um, on Instagram. Yeah. No, he's a yeah, great preacher. He had a reality show. Anyway, Killer he preacher. just took over as a pastor in South Carolina. Yep. He got invited to go to the White House yep. and sit with Donald Trump and speak into stuff on prison reform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the black community like ripped him a new yeah, one. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, they how did. dare you? go and sit with that man how yeah. dare you go and do that and he like he yeah. took it he did um and this is i mean this is a this is a black pastor like this yeah, is not right. like you know his you know his own kind of family like a lot yeah. of his people were really turned on him that was pretty crazy to watch and he it just was, spoke back and said look yeah. i believe that if god opens a door for me to speak truth like why on earth would i stand out we're here not. and protest why would i yeah. not go and and take every opportunity even if i disagree with him Right. right and so i think that as believers that's the if you could like be that,
1: an agent of change or an agent yeah. for good or you could shine some light like if you have you have the president's ear for yeah. a second and you're going to come in there with a christ-like biblical worldview like why yeah, yeah. plant seed we'd yeah. be foolish yeah. Not. Yeah. and
2: and like i i remember i remember that story actually john gray went on insta story and actually went online and actually kind of gave a rebuttal yeah. to everything that was going on but it's crazy. It's costly, it you is, know, to yeah. to to, right. to have that seat next to the president. He, you yeah. show a video of him, and he's actually sitting. He's the one right next to President Trump. Hmm. puts his hand on him and prays for him. Right. And I got thinking about myself. Like, if I was asked to do that, would I go? Yeah. I said absolutely. Right. Way right. easier to right. have the opportunity, right? yeah. So. Yeah. Um. But man, it's. You know, we we get in this the culture wars, and we one of the things we talked about is it is costly. Yeah. You know, and I think we have to embrace that too. As. Yeah as Christians. I, and there's that passage
0: yeah. in it, I read it in the sermon. I think I quoted it in the last pod too was 1 Peter 2 where it says, yes. you know, live such live such lives among the pagans yep. that though they accuse you of wrongdoing, so on the one hand, it'll cost you. It's going to cost like you. Also, they'll give glory, they'll see your good deeds and they'll give gl- glory to their Father in Heaven when mm. He That's returns. So true. And it's like, you know what, sometimes God will open a door and He yeah. wants you to, to shine the light and That's be right. the hero and speak. Other times, like, you're just going to live it out, and it's going to cost you something. Yeah, it's just not going to fit. All that to say. Again,
2: too, right. like we know the negative side of that interaction with John Gray, but there probably was positive too that came from it. Yeah, uh, you know, yes, as well, I'm sure. Right. So, yeah. Anyways. and we may
1: never know this, like in this life, like what good actually yeah. came of yeah. that conversation and what was yeah. accomplished there in that moment. So,
0: so we yeah. talked about we talked about the culture <laughs> wars, and this rolls into mm. the you know the conversation set that you you kind of led our church through, and that is the the conversation. Around justice, because we, you know, one of the main, uh, you know, threads of the culture wars right now, and I felt like it really Mm. needed its own week, anyways. Just, just social justice, justice, you know, you have SJWs right social, <laughs> social justice, justice warriors, warriors. Yep. and everyone's got their own their own their thing own that they're yeah they're, they're yeah. rallying for you got yep. the yeah. vegans and the feminine, feminine nazis i think yep. they're called now like the they're probably like there are some wild it's crazy uh, out there wild initiatives out there you know right. like and and people are passionate about it like they that are. they are people super, like a cause
2: they do right? they do
0: like a cause yep. yeah mm-hmm. and i think i think so justice is something to talk about yep. um and people are, yeah, people are hardcore about their thing. Yes. Um, you know, I had a, I had a forty minute conversation with a lady <laughs> at our church about uh, about veganism or you know being a vegetarian and that I should be because I'm a Christian. I should be mm-hmm. a vegetarian. We could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you uh, go. Because uh, Pastor Don decided to cook a steak on the stage and and so oh I saw oh, that yeah. yeah that didn't play well. I can see
1: how that wouldn't go well for for, for this, someone for this is, lady. So. Yeah. Yeah
0: ended up having a bit of a discussion about that. I definitely don't agree that uh, to be a Christian, you need to be a a vegetarian. Right. I I think it's... I have plenty of friends who are. Oh, yeah. I think you can be a vegetarian. I don't think you can say the Bible says that you should be a vegetarian. That's right. I mean, what do you do with... Is it Acts 11 where... Peter has the dream, and he does the animals drop come the sheet. Down. And this is All actually red letters, like Jesus. <laughs> Literal pigs said. in a blanket, it's it's in the, the Bible. Jesus himself. Literally <laughs> I love pigs in a blanket. Acts <laughs> Pigs in a blanket. Jesus yeah. literally said, "Rise, kill, and eat." And yeah, like, that's problematic. Yeah. It's problematic too. It like, was. Oh, yeah. uh, like one of the major miracles, Jesus took a few fish and like ripped them apart and fed. 15,000 people meet. Yeah. uh, Anyway, all that to say, people are really into their cause. They are. are. And I think like
2: what we talked about, you know, was that, you know, like justice is a big issue for everybody. Right. And but we're still divided in terms of justice. I find it's interesting, like, you know, I I think you
1: were saying right there, right? Right. takes their cause and then takes it beyond a personal choice. And that's all you can see. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Like
2: you're just, everything's through that filter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a side, right, of justice. Mm. but. I think the, the big thing is, is and I think we're fine with all these topics, and, and that's that we just can't agree on what justice actually is, right? And so, right. Um, you know, w- we all kind of have our own sense of justice. We all, you know, I think it plays into the culture of the day. Like we're talking about trending and, you know, uh, we live in a world that's very uh, self-interested. And so I have a very self-understanding of what justice is. Right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know multiply that by 7 billion people on planet earth and so we have a lot of very passionate people who link arms with other passionate people and you have these subgroups and these right. justice groups everywhere right and so mm-hmm. um, people are building their justice their se-
0: their their sense of justice based on their own understanding and experience yes. and, and feelings and
2: yeah yeah which is why today we as christians especially uh, as the church we need a a, a very a clear framework as to what justice means from a kingdom perspective. And the truth is, is as Christians, we we ought to be uh, involved in justice. Like that's a very important thing. I mean, uh, one of the things we talked about was in Micah chapter six, verse eight, the minor prophet, sometimes the minor prophets Mm, say the biggest thing. And he uh, he said, we ought to do justice and to love mercy, right? And one of the things we discussed was that justice is an action. Like we ought to be... Uh, you know, um, the word that is used there means to judge the wrongdoing, but also to give people their rights. And so it's a it's a big loaded word, but mm. the attitude is mercy, right? So
0: so let's back up. So
2: yeah.
0: framing injustice, like as a believer, mm-hmm. and again, you you preached on this, and I've done more research, but it, just in my my gut reaction on on the content and conversation, like you have to to develop an understanding of of justice, like as a believer, it ultimately has to center back around like the cross. Absolutely. On God's standard of what is right Absolutely. and wrong. Yes. And first and foremost, our understanding of justice is built on this sense of, well, my understanding of justice is flawed in the first place. That's and correct. It's, it's built around me. Mm-hmm. That's right. And my understanding and my selfishness and my brokenness. And I'm trying to prop up my brokenness. Yeah. And so like the cross the gospel itself, I think, has to first and foremost, absolutely, basically, implicate all of us. That's right. Say that yeah. all of us actually
1: uh, deserve wrath. That's right. Right, and we yeah, you actually. You said that in your message, like the culture wars message. You said that, like the cross implicates every one of absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah.
0: And like so, so the cross actually implicates all of us, which knocks us off of our high horse too, it right? Does. Like we, appro- right. I think we just approach justice out the gate as believers. We're supposed to approach it differently. Than, than we would if we weren't, you know, building our whole understanding on the fact that, you know, we believe we're the people who receive what we did not deserve. Yes, yeah, right. We deserve yeah. wrath, and we were given grace and mercy. That's right. Uh, you know, like, and we saw the highest standard of righteousness in Jesus, right? That's like right. He is the standard of what's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. what's wrong. And he showed us that You know like and he 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 chose to wash feet and he chose to serve and he chose to be with the lowly. like so the whole thing has to be built like i I don't think you can do justice right no outside of the gospel
2: no not at all in fact uh you know it's interesting reading a little bit uh tim keller uh, if anyone wants to look into some of his his material he wrote a book called generous justice which is incredible um you know one of the things he talks about in that book is that you don't we don't, we'll never understand a biblical sense of justice until we understand what it means to be justified at the cross. Right. That's, like that's Justice that's, is yes. actually the response of justification on so right. the cross. Just for yeah. for our listeners, right.
0: what's justification? That's kind of what I was getting at. But.
2: Yeah. I mean, justification is we, we receive what, uh, what you know, like Jesus took on what we deserved, but right. justification is that uh, we receive what Jesus, you know, who, what, he, wh- is. who he is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so um who Jesus is we walk in that we receive that there's a know? bunch of fancy words in the in the that's like some good theological words, uh, terms there uh, propitiation for the words yes.
0: propitiation and what that means is like the cross we actually literally believe like when you put your faith in Jesus mm-hmm. is he's swapped your yes. unrighteousness yes and your unworthiness that's right for his, his righteousness, righteousness. and so right. that's what it means to justify I'm like Yes. You know the, the southern what preachers, an amazing gift. The southern preachers, just as if I'd never sinned, right? Like it's just <laughs> as if I'd never sinned, right? I yeah. have a perfect yes. track record. That's right. So I'm coming into the justice conversation. Yes, I love that. Tim Keller is so much smarter than me, but he's like, incredibly he, smart. You know. Yeah. So what's that quote again? So justice, he says from an understanding, he said justice
2: he is the byproduct of justification. Right. Right. And so we will never actually understand a framework uh, for justice biblically until we until we. Walk through the cross, right? Basically, is what and he's like, saying.
0: Truly, to to walk in it, to be a person who brings justice. Yeah, it, it's it's from the overflow of That's having been justified right. yourself.
2: Absolutely, 100%. right? Because
0: I think I think here's here's my big criticism on watching a lot of the social justice wars play out is actually how do I say this? I've seen this in church. Um, sometimes people people will give to charity, for instance, mm-hmm. they'll give to the poor. And I would say, and again, it's, it's a, this is a hard issue, and I, and I can't give you an example of someone that's done this, but me, just go with me for a second. It's possible to give to the poor, but actually be giving to
2: yourself. Absolutely. Oh, totally. You're you're
0: you're yeah. you're actually giving money, but what you're really doing is depositing something in yourself to make you feel better. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually not Christian yeah, justice, because right. Christian justice gives out of the overflow of what I already have. It's, that's right. It's I've been given so much, yeah. and I and I have so much love in me, I have so much care in me, I have so much. Capacity or resource, all those things—it's out of the overflow. That's right. And I think the flawed version of that you see in the world—if you pop the hood and you see what's really going on—that's why people, I think, get so um, aggressive and militant. Is it's it's actually not as much connected to how much you think you care about this particular cause or those particular mm-hmm. people. It's mm-hmm. more answering a question inside of you, that's and this is the true. way that you're trying to answer it. Yes. Does that make sense? It makes a lot that's of yes, such a totally. huge thing. i think to for us as believers to look through and look differently at you know looking out for the poor Hmm. uh you know racial injustice uh gender injustice um the the unborn all those things we look at those from a from a christian perspective that's not you know us being the solution is not in some weird roundabout way answering a question inside of us that needs to be answered that's right right that's already answered and because of that you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point that uh, there's that temptation. I think to to be charitable to feel good, right? Yeah, right? And, and what's our
1: motivation in that? Well, a,
2: and, and it's a- actually interesting. Uh, Keller gets into that a little bit. He says that oftentimes what happens is we do justice uh, through a lens of duty mm. rather than through a lens of beauty. Yeah, right. Good guy, come on. And so what Stop he's so it, good, Tim Keller. Um, was it's not, like, it's that not was a was guilt actually trip, me. right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. no, I'm just <laughs> Did kidding. he rip you off? Yeah, he ripped me that. off on that one. But anyways, but
1: please don't sue and, us. Tim and the Keller. beauty,
2: the beauty for Christians is the cross. Right? Yeah, that's the beauty yeah. that we see it through. A lens, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. even on that, on
0: that, like, because I was just about to say, and, and obviously, again, Tim Keller said it way more eloquently than I ever could. Mm-hmm. Same. But please yeah. be on our podcast. Yeah, check yes. out Tim, Tim Keller, Keller, y'all. Like, like, he's listening church people. He's like listening. that guy. You, want, if you want something that's going to like yeah. just melt your mind yes. and yes. massage your heart, he's yes. the guy. Yep. That's right. Um, but like again, so not only I think can we wrongfully seek justice to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. I think we can also wrongfully do it to make ourselves feel like we matter. That's right. Like we can we can get like it's that search for meaning. Yes. It's that search to like I think you said it earlier, Andy, like people need a fight. I yeah, believe right. we do. I, I actually believe as as someone created in the image of God, you go back to Genesis, Genesis chapter two, Genesis chapter one, where God makes man in, in his image and he says, you know, be fruitful, and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. We were actually made to, to wrestle things Absolutely. down mm-hmm. yeah. and, and cultivate and control. Like that's part of the God image in us, and that's I think our... you see that play itself out with, you know, the the women's marches yeah. and all these things. Like, there's a reason that's collecting, um, you know, momentum. It's because inside of every human being, you have a longing to fight for something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's in you. Yeah, you know. And I think I think again, the f- the faulty version of that though is, you know, I'm doing this, yeah, uh, because I I really need to just be part of something bigger than me. That's right. i got to find a cause. Yeah. Right. You know, and so as a believer, though, we, we aren't doing it to find a cause. We're actually doing it from a cause. That's exactly right. right exactly. Right. exactly. And it's like
1: the, the other side of that you're talking about is a distortion, right? Like our right. response to and our, our desire and hunger for justice is a reflection of the image of God that's been placed in each one of us. Yes. But it's a distortion of it when it comes out the other way, right? That we've taken it and like we sort of twisted those Desires, those inclinations that God has placed in us, and now we're sort of doing it. At the end of the day, to somehow massage our own ego or to assuage our guilt or whatever that right. is, right?
0: And I don't think people like not consciously. You know, yeah, no. that's the thing. I don't think the yeah. average person's like, no. well, really, we need to. You know, I, I think that's something totally. buried way deep into yeah. so, into someone's soul. Absolutely, and I think people but it's have a good thing to look at in their minds and hearts. The most pure motives. I think what the cross tells us, though, is you can't trust your motives. That's right. Mm. You, can't you can't trust your ideology. You can't trust the way you see it and your yeah. perspective. That's right. And so you reset and recenter yourself on the cross and you and you engage justice from there, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, so even, just, even just reading
1: that verse that you were saying, Micah six eight, like yeah. it says, there's a, a huge component of that. It says, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and that's then to walk, to walk humbly. with your God. Yes, right. Absolutely. So it's it's it's. I love that thinking of justice as, like, what is justice? Is justice the undoing of, of wrongs, you know, in, in yeah. people's lives? But it, but it comes from a place of man because that's been done for me. I can't help but do that for somebody else, not that, because I've, I'm guilted into it or not because I want to accomplish something like for myself or right. like I, I can't help but do it because of what my justification and what God has done for me in my life has been such a, a powerful motivator that I can't help but extend that to somebody else. That's right. That's so
0: absolutely. so we, got, we kind of have the gospel as the foundation, yes. the framework, all of that, but mm-hmm. like as Christians, you know, Seth. To kind of recap, even what what you're you're brought. You know, yeah. how are we to understand justice? Like, like if we were to break it apart.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think from a uh, from a Christian perspective, like you know, some of the practical things that we can get into a little bit, and what we talked about is that uh, you know um, how we view you know. Th- uh, you know, the world around us and from this lens of justice, from this lens of grace, really, um, really three things I think that we can, you know, just remind ourselves of. Number one, uh, that we're to treat people equally. Right. Like that's an important mm-hmm. component of so equality. Uh, equality, right, so, is huge, and that's a
0: huge, 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 huge conversation right now of what equality looks like. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. let me let me kick this on you.
1: Yeah, we know it's a good idea. Right.
0: Yeah, like. But even, how does even, it actually? Even back to what we were just saying about out. like how without without the gospel as the framework and foundation,
1: it gets distorted. Everything
0: yeah. gets tweaked and, and, and cracked and distorted. Yeah. Distorted. And yeah. so how does how does equality how does the gospel inform us? under for understanding equality yeah let's go there Mm -hmm. like because we haven't really talked you know with the culture wars we kind of skirted around the conversation with with the justice same thing this this comes up so how does how does the gospel inform our understanding of what equality looks like
2: yeah i mean that's a that's a really that's a really good question um you know in in my perspective like we we i think the 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 gospel disarms lines that are drawn like I think there's an equal footing um like like hierarchy yeah hierarchy um I think uh you know racial social lines are are erased uh by the gospel I mean we live in such a tribal society Mm -hmm. you know and so um you know when when God is speaking to his people even in the Old Testament this is not this isn't just New Testament content like we we can't forget that God was weaving You know, this understanding, this framework, actually the gospel framework of justice in the Old Testament. It's amazing. Um, But one of the things he told his people was you're to treat the foreigner the exact same way you treat the national person. Which
0: in Old Testament days when God would have relayed that message would have been so unbelievably revolutionary. Right. Like the idea that right. you treat somebody from the outside the same way you treat them as your family.
1: Talk right. about immigrants and immigration, right? We, we feel like that's a hot button topic right now. Back then, it was a whole other yeah. world.
0: Well, and they lived in a world like, oh, do, well, do we kill this person for right. showing up, right? Like, and they're, then yeah, here yeah. comes God and the Israelites saying, no, no we're going to actually treat the foreigner. Yeah. Like, like we're going to value like hospitality of and we're going to yeah. pay the price for it. And, and, and,
2: mm. and, and God goes, you know, right to the core with this. It's not you know, treat, treat uh, your fellow American equal. Um, the the term that God uses, you can see this in Genesis 9, the earliest accounts where God is actually telling this to his people, that uh, you are to treat people who are of human flesh. Right. Right. So it's not, it's not a nation. It's, it's, it's not a gender. No, it's not it's a not gender. A skin color. Nope. It's just human flesh. Yeah. Right. And all humans. All humans. Yeah. Right. And um, justice is such a deep, deep topic. In yeah. the Bible and really in the heart of God like this yeah. is this is we, we talk about the nature of God a lot here at King's Church well justice is found right in the very heart of, of God himself yeah. like to not do justice is really rebellion against god like that that's how that's, that's how, how huge it is that's how mm. huge this topic is yeah. and yeah it's
1: not like a nice add-on no it's not a nice add-on, no, a nice add-on. no no in it's fact, like a biblical mandate right i mean in fact
2: he you know isaiah is coming against his uh, the people of god and he's yeah. saying he's saying to the people uh you know a message from the lord saying to them hey i'm gonna tell you your rebellion yeah. and he says you guys are seeking me well, that's a good thing yeah we want we want a church full of people seeking God. That's great. You know, Uh, you guys are, you're going after God to get his, his voice on things. Fantastic. Good job. You know, that's great. But they're oppressing people. And he says, like, that's, that's a major no, no. You think you're in right relationship right now, but the fact that you are oppressing people and using your slaves in a bad way, uh, yeah. You're actually defying me at yeah. this moment, right? So yeah. God actually commanded Israel not to have slaves. That's right. Yeah, right? like yeah. He liberated them, and then you
0: actually see once they start That's circling right. the drain. In like, uh, you know, you see judges. You actually see them now having human property. Yes, and like this kind
1: of cycle repeating. but yeah. you know, to
0: actually be it was a never God indicated fearing, that things are
1: going well. No, when those things were happening in the Bible.
0: I like you can't take the gospel seriously. Or the Bible seriously, and come out with any other conclusion that God made human beings equally. That's right. Like, like, you know, you're we're all born naked, you know, yep. and and you'll you can't take anything with you when you die. Yes. And so I don't I don't think I know. Like I'll stake my life on it. Like yep. you, you can't be Christian and racist. That's right. No, absolutely. You absolutely can't. Like, no. and I don't I don't get yep. how. Like even white supremacists can can kind of pull Christian, yeah, you know somehow like they they've connected that to their faith. That's that is not that is not like from from Genesis one to yeah. Revelation twenty one, it's like God has created all people all people equal, yeah, right. So, yeah. so that has implications on on race, tribe, skin color, all that stuff. That's like right. We we view every human being as infinitely valuable. That's right. Created in the image yeah. of God. Yeah. That also has implications on the unborn. That's absolutely as does. well, right? Yeah. So, abortion's a huge topic. You know, we believe that every human being is is infinitely valuable. That's right. And so, I think this conversation around abortion, and I know you you hit some of that like, you know, that's a huge huge topic in our mm-hmm. culture. And I think I I don't see how as a believer, as a god-fearing person, as a person who thinks the Bible is authoritative. That's right. I don't think you can you can look at that and and justify uh Abortion, like I don't.
2: No, in fact, mm. and in fact, with that topic, um, you know, as we as we dive into this topic of justice, and this is a massive topic. I mean, we could probably preach a whole series on justice. All and of the many different minutes. topics in this yeah. whole series could probably be um, entire series um, on yeah. their but own. But the own. Bible actually time, yeah. talks about the fact if we talk about uh, the fatherless, would, would be even those who are in the category of the unborn. Yeah, that we're actually as Christians supposed to show even special concern for that. So yeah. it goes beyond just equal treatment yeah, or actually yeah. to go above and beyond, right. you know, and really the four categories that the Bible gives us are the, the widows, which is a fascinating thing. And we'll, we'll, you know, another time, another place, we'll talk yeah. about that, but the fatherless, the oppressed and the poor. Yeah. Mm. And so, uh, so, and this isn't us being charitable, this is us being advocates right. for you know, for life and for children. And I think, I think the church has done a really good job at that. Um, you know, even today we have some of our own friends adopting children. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm a product of that. Like I was adopted as a, as a, as a, as a child as well. And of course you guys heard uh, my brother's story as I I shared that, you know? And, uh, and so, uh, we, you know, this isn't just a, a tag on thing that we're called to do, but. We 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 have to show special concern uh, to to the unborn even so for sure yeah yeah I think
0: uh, one of the arguments around abortion you know in the mainstream is you know what constitutes murder what constitutes you know when is it a life right I think is the argument that that is often when does life begin when does life begin yeah. and as a believer like you know I don't know how you could not think that it begins at conception, because, you know, we actually don't believe as Christians that we are the author of life. Yes, okay, a man and a woman, a sperm and an egg came together, and you were a part of that. However, like, I mean, you you stay in a Christian community long enough, you realize it's more than just two people having sex that makes a baby, like there's some other thing at play there that God's God, you know that either happens or it doesn't. That's right. You know, and like you're not you're not in control of that. Like yeah. you really have very little to do with it. You yeah. know, and I think it's such a it's such a miracle conception mm. is such a we believe that as a miracle. Mm, that's right, and as something God did. And the idea that we can snuff that out is is uh, I think I think it grieves the heart of God it for does. sure. Right. It comes
1: down it comes down to us trying to like that. That's how I look at it. If I'm asking myself that question, and totally honestly, like. At what point does life actually begin? As a human being, I can almost understand, mm. right? How someone would say, "Well, it's just cells, and it's not, it's not, you know, it's it's, it's too it's too infantile to even really matter or yeah. make a difference, right?" So I can sort of I can sympathize with that 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 outlook. Now that being said, like. Again, if I'm looking at this from a, a biblical standpoint, it's like God set this up. It is a miracle. Life is a miracle. Yeah. Like this is how God ordained it to work. Yeah. Anything outside of that is me trying to control something that is not mine to control. Correct. That's correct. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm putting a stop to or an end to what God has already ordained or created and put into motion. That's yeah, so, right. Right? And so and that's where I can stand out and say, that's, that's not like that is life. Like this is the miracle that God absolutely. has created. So yeah. if, if I could, I'm snuffing that out intentionally, that's not okay no no
0: no it's certain it's it's i don't don't think there's any way around it i know Mm -hmm. i know i've I've been in some conversations and dialogues where people will cook up the most wild well what if this happened what if someone was raped and you know the mom was gonna die if she gave birth and all those kinds of things like
1: because there are some medical conditions where like sure sure, you can be perfectly healthy woman you want the baby but the doctor says you need to terminate this pregnancy because it's going to kill you if you don't. Yeah, That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly, I another I don't, crazy decision. Again, I don't. I don't know any other way other than resigning my life to the fact that God is in control of my life. That's right. And God is in control. Even if I stepped out, or even if uh, I had an unwanted pregnancy, that was you know having sex out of marriage, and you know even if like I'm, I'm dealing with the repercussions of my own mistakes or even if i was uh, you know as a product of an act of injustice where god yep. forbid someone was raped mm-hmm. that's right um, i still as a believer i think I, I have to humble myself before the lord and say okay here mm-hmm. we are you know we talked about it in the last podcast mm-hmm. like the lord is my shepherd that's right and i shall not want and even that yep. that even means if i have an unwanted pregnancy that even means if i have health concerns that this is this this could cost me my life mm-hmm. like i just I think we follow someone who gave up his life in trust, in trust to the Father. Absolutely, yep. and His and grace I,
1: reaches us and meets us where we're at. Yeah, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah,
0: and again, I mean, I, you might you might be able to I don't know how you would, but you might be able to cook up some way to, you know, put staging around that and figure out one scenario that can justify an abortion. But I don't, I I can't get there uh, right. personally. Yeah. Um, I just think the, at the end of the day and the beginning of the day, God is in control of life. I think where I'd push back on the church would be it's easy for, you know, three dudes to sit around. Like, we don't yep. have a woman here right now. Yep. That's right. You know, three dudes yep. to sit around here and say, suck it up, too bad, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I think where I'd push back or where the church has failed has been we haven't been Christ-like. We've been Christ-like in the sense of the cross says, you know. The cross speaks truth, yeah, and it just does, right. and it's not wavering. It, it's implicating you. It's saying you're wrong. It's saying you failed. It's saying God is God, and you're not, and humble yourself. I think the cross does that. I think the church has done that on the abortion conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, wait a minute. God is God. That's right. What the church has failed, though, to do that Jesus did was embrace the, the cost of having to walk out what it means to honor God. Yeah. I think there's been maybe too many situations like this where three Christian dudes crack open the Bible and say, well, this is what we mean, we believe about justice to the unborn. So, yeah. and too bad, so, so sad. So to the, to the single mom who's right now, you know, 16 years old in the city of Halifax that has no idea what she's going to do, has no idea how she's going to afford this pregnancy, figure it out. Feels yeah. like her like, life think, is ruined. I think that's where we yeah. maybe lost our voice and we haven't been Christ-like. That's in right. The, I think the church still needs to step even deeper into, you know, uh, foster care, you know, I yep. know my, my brother-in-law and sister have jumped into that big time yeah. adoption. Yep, um, We need to be the ones that are doing that, and have been, I again, I don't want to be the first one to jump back into yep. the negative not news not cycle happening. to That's say, right. well, Christians yeah. never do that. No, we've been no. leading the way in that for a long, long time. time. Yeah, uh, But I think that needs to be the start of the conversation too. Hey, yeah. I think it was Mother Teresa, wasn't it, who said like, you know, why are they aborting so many babies in America. Give me your babies, like I'll, yeah. I'll have, I'll take them, right? Like yeah. that, like that's what I think Christians need to do at the end of the day It's like, yeah. okay, if we can't find anything else, like we're, we'll we'll take we'll take them. We accept yeah, the responsibility right. of coming that's alongside absolutely.
1: someone, and that goes back to what you were saying too, like yeah. the, the the categories of people that we're called to love are like widows, fatherless, the oppressed, and poor. Yeah. Like it's not saying, oh, you made your bed, now lie in it." It's coming alongside yeah, and we'll saying, get in here with you, you. need money. Like we're getting down in the mess and saying like this life matters, yeah. but we're going to help you yeah. make this work. We're going to help yeah. yeah. And I, that's, and that requires sacrifice on our part, right? Yeah. Where yeah. it comes like backing up, like actually like talking the talk and then walking the walk yeah. behind it and saying, no, yeah. like we believe yeah. in this enough and believe in you enough and like that God's grace is extended enough to you into this baby that we'll, yeah, we'll do whatever it takes to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, I, and I think
2: it's, uh, I think we, we, you know, I mean, I'd like to applaud those people who give their life to this work. You know, because there's people that do this and they yeah. work at, you yeah. know, pregnancy resource centers. I know we have folks in in our in our location in Halifax mm-hmm. that they're involved heavily in this stuff, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's deeply complex. Yeah. it is yeah. so so hard and difficult, and you empathize with 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 some of the stories that you hear. Yeah. It's messy, right? Mm-hmm. I think
0: one thing but, to one thing to that we also need to be peddlers of though is yeah. this that. Like every every child is a blessing. That's right. Every child is a blessing. Yes. Like, yeah. like to not allow that narrative to like this this whole unwanted. That's right. Like maybe the, maybe we need to begin with changing that yeah. that label Finland. of unwanted yeah, pregnancies right. and like yeah. creating a hey. You know, we right. actually are the ones that believe like, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of arrows. Full of children. Yeah. That's right. And we actually believe kids are a blessing. That's yeah. right. And yeah. even the ones that came when you didn't expect it. That's right. Yep. You yeah. know, like that's what yeah. that's what made my wife and I decide to have a third because we were like we yeah. had this perfect family. We got a beautiful little girl, a little boy, mm. and let's not mess this up. The world's made for four. You know, families of four. <laughs> that's and where and I'm we at right gonna now. Screw everything up after that. Yeah. And 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 we went back and forth, and I, I was just convicted of this like, do I actually? Again, I'm not. We're not having any more. I'm off the grid now. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, it was one of those conversations never where, we're like, do I? Well, we're open to adopting, or you know, yeah. who knows what happens yeah. Yeah, right. someday. Yeah. Uh, you know how God wants to expand our family, but totally. for now, like, we're we're it's three open-handed. and two cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and right. And a dog sometime, but you know, it was like, like that. Like, do I actually believe when God says children are a blessing? That's right. Yeah. Do I trust them on that? Yeah. And and I just had that dialogue with God. And He's like, "There's no way in five years if you have a third child, you're going to regret it." Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what won me over in the end. Yeah. So like maybe we're the ones that start waving that flag of speaking life into these these moms who are Absolutely. freaking out, but saying, yeah. "I don't know how it's all going to work. We're going to walk this out with you." Yeah. But this is this is going to be the best thing that ever happened. To Absolutely. You. Right? And You're going to be thankful for this. You won't. Twenty years from now, when you're going through graduation that's with right. this this little guy. Like, you'll be like, oh, my goodness, I can't even believe that, Yeah, you know, what a blessing. So I I think that's a huge thing. And I think that's what
1: God specializes in, is meeting us in our messes where we're at. And it's not to say, like like you were saying, this wasn't my plan for my life, and maybe it wasn't the most ideal scenario, but it doesn't mean that God can't show up and use it to do something absolutely amazing and Mm -hmm. beautiful in your life. And we've all heard, like, way too many stories around that, like your brother's story and your story, right, to to not know that that's absolutely true. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll be done in a minute. I mean, we still got some stuff that we didn't get to. Mm. Man, there's so much you can talk there's about. A there's lot a lot here. Huh? I hope this has been helpful for some people yeah, as are listening or watching. Um, but so we're talking about equality. We're talking about justice. What does justice to the poor look like? Because I think that's a nuanced Pooh, conversation yeah. too. like mm. uh, the same way that uh, how do I frame this? Like it is justice simply, you know, throwing a toonie in a guy's empty coffee cup as you walk by is that justice what does it look like to love love mercy you know walk humbly and how do we how do we as
2: believers engage the poor yeah i think i think it again i think it um i think it really goes to a heart condition too for us like i think it this is where we kind of get into one of our values as a church that we're radically generous people mm-hmm. right so generosity is a huge piece to biblical justice that Uh, that we share our assets with people. And uh, I think it's more than just money. I think it's like spending yourself, like getting involved, right?
1: It's easy to write a check sometimes. Oh, it is. It really is. A lot of people, that's way easier. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, like harping back on this past week's Love Week, I think the thing that was so big was People getting involved, getting their hands dirty, right? Like getting going to these places, knowing people by name, and like sitting down with people. I mean, I did that. I mean, yeah. I was involved, right? And um, you know, and I think I think the whole concept just not being stingy, right? In, yeah. in many ways, you know, and um, I, I had this thought actually on the on the drive here uh, about this just this particular portion or part, like. I'm thinking about my own kids and I think to myself, like, I wouldn't be stingy with my own kids, but what if someone was in need? Like, would I give them hand-me-downs or would I, would I be, you know, would I be willing to go buy new clothes and give them to a person in need? Right. And it was kind of felt checked in that, my own heart, you know. Um, So I think, I think when it, when it comes, uh, you know, from the position of the poor, we're supposed to, like, we're supposed to be advocates and to raise people up out of that. Yeah. right i think and i think like yeah. you know um yeah i, I think,
0: think yeah we, we have a i think sometimes we have a, fr- uh, a faulty understanding of what poverty is though Yes, true and yeah. we think that poverty is just like environmental or economic yeah. right yeah it is it is what that, you possess yeah but it's also relational yep. it's also spiritual yeah um it's intellectual yep. is a huge thing like a lot yep. of the time I've, in my experiences, I've kind of grown in this, and I've been around the church for a while, and I've been to some third world contexts, and I've seen it. Like, a lot of the problem with poverty isn't just the, simply a lack of resource; it's actually a lack of education and it's knowing true. how to handle resource. Yep. And so, as believers, I think we need to be mature in how we understand. Like, are we actually helping, or are we hurting? That's true. Yeah. There's that book I read it years ago uh, when helping hurts yeah it just talks mm-hmm. about how christians actually have made things a lot worse that's sometimes right. by just writing yeah. checks and all you're doing is funding dysfunction that's yeah. true yeah so there's there's that extreme on just blindly kicking money to yep. to people who have more complex problems than just the fact they don't have money that's right it's maybe they don't have the actual uh understanding, understanding. yeah to have money right. or hold a job those right. kinds of things and that's what one of the things i love about uh, the guys in st john the outflow guys is yes, yes like they're trying to restore dignity. Yes. They're trying to actually give people opportunities. Yes. Mm, yeah. And that's that to me is a more Christian understanding of poverty. It's Super not cool. just giving someone a meal. Yeah. I think the hard part, and I don't know if you guys ever felt this, I have felt at different seasons in my life, and sometimes maybe it might be God led, sometimes it might just be my own callousness, but it's easy to float from one extreme to the other in that it's easy to uh, maybe grow callous in a way that just says well you don't need my money what sure. you what you need
1: is a job mm-hmm. yep. and yeah and that's like half true it is half you know true. What I mean, yeah. it's like it's your that, problem not my problem
0: yeah or or even well you know if i give you this 20 bucks or i buy you a new pair of shoes so your feet aren't cold this winter like is that really going to help you or what is it what you really need is to get a job and get on your feet i think yeah. that that's a dysfunctional attitude, mm. you know, and I think it can, co- it can creep in when you have that kind of awareness. I've noticed that myself before, like yeah. in the, okay, I've learned that, comp- that that poverty is more complicated and nuanced than we make it to that's be. Right. And there's a tendency though in that to lose your heart. When, yeah. you, when, you, yeah. when you grab the head of it, yeah. it's easy to kind of lose the heart for it, yeah. where it's like, you know, um, I think what Jesus demonstrated though is he understood poverty. And he paid the price for it too. Like he, like he, like went all the way in, both with, with act, like actually loving us in our poverty and depravity. Yeah, mm. and fully understanding that we are our own worst enemy. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's the hard part for a lot of people, though, is like navigating the fact that you know poverty is is something that's in our minds. It's something that is in our environment, yeah. and those are two different things that I think you can get disproportionately focused on. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it does make sense. It's not as simple as just throwing money at something. Yeah, that's right. I think that's just a waste of money and it's just going to, all it's going to do is empower dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. It's also not appropriate though to just pull back and say, well, until we create some systems and educate them, I'm not going to give them money and help them with their meals. Right. Right.
1: Doing nothing isn't an option. No. No, Again, for the biblical mandate, like seeing it the way you're seeing it as a as a, Mindset, rather than a problem that can just be fixed by cash, it, it doesn't mean that we don't have to do something about it, right? Like, right. like sometimes we will. I, I think it comes down to more like sensitivity to the spirits leading in our lives and to know, like, okay, this person's asking me for twenty bucks right now, or this yeah. person needs fifty. This person needs five hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's like. Am I supposed to do yeah. like this? Is that what the Spirit wants for yeah. me in this moment? Is to is to say yes to that, Right. and then to trust that if I feel like that's the case, and 100%, yeah. maybe He wants me to go further. Maybe He wants me to give yeah. more. Maybe He wants me to come alongside this guy and help him to build a resume and to get a job or like whatever that like could be a ton of different things, Yeah. right? Yeah, because I, I think
2: but, I think like I think you know I think it's not one or the other. It's both and yes, yeah, exactly. That's,
0: that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, cause right. like,
2: you know, because yeah. I mean, there's there's that whole like you don't want to feed. Like entitlement, right? Yep. In a sense, yeah. right? Because um, I remember I, I've we dealt. With, I've dealt with people like this who you have the same people who come looking for more money, you yeah. know, needing money, and uh, I struggle with that because I always felt like, I, well, yeah, I need to support the poor, I need to do that, but at the same time, I realized that nothing was getting like they weren't getting better, they weren't coming out of that. Right. I yeah. mean, you might begin there. But our goal is not to see them stay there, yeah. it's, to, it's to bring them out of that, right? Yeah, right? And so...
0: We don't want to empower dysfunction. That's and right. Jesus yeah. never did that. Like you no. look at the guy, uh, and, and we'll, we'll be done in a second, but you look at the guy, uh, the paralytic by the pool of Bethesda, yes. yeah. right? Like it's like 40 years or something like that, yeah. 30 years he'd been laying beside the pool yeah. and wanting to get his healing and he never got it. And Jesus asked him a question that I think... Uh, at face value, it seems shocking, but then when you actually think about what he means by that, yeah. it's, it's bang on. He said, do you want to be well? Yeah. Or would you prefer to stay here on your mat? Yeah. Right? Like he didn't, he, he didn't, you know, coddle that at all. He said, like, if you need, if you want healing, I'm the way, I can help you, I'll, I'll I can change your life. But tell me what yeah, you but want. it's gonna take, you need to want it, and, you, and then he said, pick up your mat and walk. That's right. Jesus didn't pick him up. Yeah, he he pointed him like he empowered him to go do it himself. Yeah, you know? that's like, right. Like again, Jesus was the means of the miracle. That's right. But that guy had to actuate his faith. It's true. I think yeah. there's a there's a dance there that we need to be willing to get into. But it's totally true. Yeah, guys. We didn't even get to gun violence. Oh, man. <sighs> Darn it. We,
1: we didn't. As know. a
0: member of NRA, of the NRA. You too? Um, yeah. A I card holding. <laughs> Where's my card? You got your card. No, what's I... It, what's the <laughs> Canadian equivalent of the NRA? I don't even know. Is there? I don't think so. Is there one? I think I There's know. a BB gun group yeah, somewhere. Probably. Stink. You have a cartridge <laughs> license. That's a cartridge yeah. license. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think all the guys in Canada they just have guns hidden somewhere. They're all yeah. unregistered.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't know anybody that does that.
0: Well, yeah. everybody. Hey, if you made it to the end well, of man. our second episode, we hit some pretty cool stuff in this. Did. It some, wasn't some big
1: stuff. Yeah. It wasn't Those are some as important uh, conversations. Yeah. Sexual. It was no. definitely <laughs> a lot easier for us to talk about this stuff than it was for the last <laughs> one. I feel like it was. Yeah. Much I, less I, uncomfortable for me personally. I'm glad David was here last time. not. No, yeah. not me. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like my Tom engine Brady. blew up. Yeah, Chris. yeah. Oh, oh man. Sorry. Here we oh, go. Sorry. We'll, we'll wrap things up
0: with another raucous applause. Hey, uh, next podcast, I got some special pet. guests coming up. We've got uh, Mike Miller from Nova Church. Oh, Mike Miller! Yes, oh,
1: my guy. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Nova Church from from Hollywood, Halifax. And, yeah, uh, And AJ Thomas Hollywood. from Deep Water. Oh. Halifax. Also Halifax. No, Halifax Woo. So,
2: yeah,
0: gonna assuming Native, they're going to get here and their engines aren't going to blow, we hope to have them on the pod soon. We're have, having fun with this. I mean, yeah, we might need to figure awesome. out ways to do this more often. It's we have nice to keep it rolling. Let us around. know. Let us know what you think. All right, yeah. peeps. We'll uh, we'll see you out. Stellar. We'll see you later. Glad uh, you made it, Seth. Seacrest. Hey, oh, this has been great. Guys. We, need like we need presenting sponsors, and we need. Yes, we do. We need, I I I, feel, I don't feel like we're legitimate until I like stop like Ben Shapiro and say we'll talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about SeatGeek. You know, Se- or, my, or, uh, my watch is gonna like a watch line. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by you know ZipRecruiter. So if you're watching this.
1: And you are looking for a sponsorship opportunity? We're there, your guys. This is it's a great opportunity. now.
0: What if Planned Parenthood? Like, uh, <laughs> call, listen, there's a vet, there's says, a vetting process. I Send not, us an application.
1: I brought a King's Church, I, I
0: can't be bought. Um, there are you know. I'll take your money if you're. But uh, some some
1: no no. Right. We'll have a conversation. No, we won't. Yeah. Email us and we'll have a conversation. No. <laughs> no. Do you, with
0: Planned Parenthood.
1: Well, we'd be dignified enough to respond to their email. Right? If they emailed us. I'm not yeah. saying we would. Yeah, we obviously wouldn't accept everybody. <laughs> but we will respond to everybody's emails who email us with a decision. Yeah. That's fair to say, say,
0: right? It would say.
1: Um, <laughs> Depending on who it no. is. <laughs> it heck <would> no. <laughs> heck That's to not, the
0: no, no, no. No,
1: no, no. Heck no. That's a meme. To the no, no, no. Oh, man. Look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's, it's been killer, good, huh? guys. This one's sideways. It's gonna go sideways. Let's get out. Let's get out. Right, We're saying we want cars. sponsorships. We don't really. But anyway. Yes. You guys are great. Thanks for listening. Yes. Love justice.